With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenet Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. How I praise the Lord for this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day to open God's eternal Word and study the Word of God together. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take time out today, get your Bible, and open it up and follow along with us as we study the Word of God. We're continuing our study on missions, and I want to deal for the next several broadcasts on this question and then answer it by the help of the Lord from several areas of the Word of God. I want to deal with the question, but preacher, why missions? In previous broadcasts, we have looked at the questions, where did missions begin? And we found out that they began in the Garden of Eden, God himself being the first missionary, Adam and Eve being the first missions convert, the Garden of Eden becoming the first mission field. We asked the question, what is missions? And we said missions is simply someone going somewhere, telling someone about the Lord Jesus Christ and his saving grace. And then I said on a more technical term, missions is God calling families out of the local church to leave that church and go somewhere else in the world and help churches carry out the great commission given by our resurrected Lord. And I said again, why do missions continue? Because they're still sinners and God still loves them too much for them to go to hell without sending somebody to tell them that God loves them and Christ died for them. I want to deal today on the question, but preacher, why missions? I preach mission meetings almost every week of my life. And I must admit to you and many churches, a mission meeting is one of the smallest attended series of services that a church will have throughout the year. Yet again, I'm convinced that a mission meeting is the most important business meeting of the church for the year. You see, when you have a missions meeting, there's just one item of business on the agenda, and that is the fate of a lost world. And we're going to determine whether they have the opportunity to hear the gospel and be saved or whether they'll go to hell without ever hearing the gospel by our giving and our praying or our going to be missionaries working in the work of God. Every time that I preach these meetings, I recognize some folks still do not understand why missions. They look at missions as old mission work is some sideline opportunity or some sideline attraction to the work of the church. But I remind you, the purpose, the ministry of the church is reaching the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can do everything else that the church does in heaven except win the lost to the Lord Jesus. So the purpose and ministry of the church is given to us in the Great Commission that we're to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I want to deal with that subject, but preacher, why missions? Why should our church have a mission meeting? Why should our church be involved in giving to missions? 
Why should we have a burden for a world that's going to hell? And I want to answer those questions by the help of the Holy Spirit in the light of the Word of God. Let me just say this to begin with, and I'm not interested in making anyone angry, but most churches and most Christians have just enough missions program and enough missions burden in their heart to soothe their conscience and to be able to deceive themselves that they're doing God's will and doing what God commanded us to do. But I want to share with you the burden of the Word of God and answer the question, Preacher, why missions? Let me say, first of all, as we look at our Bible, the command of the Scriptures. I'm convinced from the Word of God that I have no right to claim to be a New Testament Christian if I am not involved in reaching the world with the gospel. I do not believe any church has a biblical basis for calling themselves a church if they're ignoring the great commission given by our resurrected Lord. The scriptures require us to be involved in the work of of missions. I want to begin by looking at the shortest writing of the commission given in the Word of God. Now, there's just one commission, but it's given to us in the book of Matthew, the book of Mark, the book of Luke, and also in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. Some would even use John chapter number 20, and I'll deal with that before I'm finished. But I want to begin by looking at the great commission given by the resurrected Lord to his followers in Mark chapter 16, verse number 15, and verse number 16. And by the way, again, I remind you that the Lord Jesus Christ is the commander-in-chief of the army of the Lord known as the church. And he issued these orders after his resurrection and before his ascension. You remember our Lord was here upon earth for 40 days before his ascension. And during these 40 days, he gives the disciples their marching orders, the Great Commission. I learned from the military, when the commander-in-chief issues an order, then one of three things must be done with that order. Number one, it is to be carried out fully and completely. Number two, if it's not been carried out fully and completely, then the commander-in-chief can rescind the order. He can call the troops home and stop the warfare. But if that does not happen, if the order has not been carried out completely, if the commander-in-chief has not rescinded his order, then the third thing goes into effect, and that is that that order remains in effect. I ask you, have we ever carried out the great commission of our Lord, going into all the world and preaching the gospel to every creature? The answer, of course, is no. I ask you, has the Lord ever rescinded the order given to the church in the great commission? And again, the answer is no. You cannot find one verse in the New Testament after the great commission is given where the Lord recalls that great commission and relieves us of the responsibility. So we're going to look at this great commission given by the resurrected Lord to his disciples, his followers, his church, and let God speak to our heart in answering the question, preacher, why missions? Let's look at the command of the scripture. Mark chapter 16, verse number 15, the Bible said, go ye into all the world 
and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, let me just stop a moment before I read the next verse and ask you a very familiar question that is being asked in many circles of our day. What part of that great commission do we not understand? Go ye into all the world. Do we understand that? And preach the gospel. Do we understand that? To every creature. Do we understand that? I believe we understand it. I do not see anything about that that would be so hard to understand that we could not comprehend it. But look at it again. The Bible said, And he said unto them, Our resurrected Lord said unto the disciples, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, I want to ask three questions or make three statements concerning that verse of Scripture. Let me ask the questions first, and I'll make the statement. Number one, have we accomplished that? The answer, of course, is no. Number two, I want to ask the question, is there anything about this Great Commission that even appears to give you and I a choice whether we participate or not? What I'm saying is, is this some option or is it an obligation? Is it just some opportunity that God's given us? Or is it a responsibility? Is it a commandment? Or is it a choice? And of course, as you look at that verse of Scripture, you will agree with me, this is not an option. It is an order. It is not a choice. It is a commandment. It is not an opportunity. It's an obligation that God lays upon us as His followers to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Then I want you to notice three things that we learn from this verse of Scripture. Number one, we learn from this verse of Scripture that we cannot preach the gospel in the wrong place. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The Bible said in the book of Matthew chapter 28, he told them that they were to go and teach all nations. Then in Luke chapter number 24, verse number 27, the Bible said, And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. In Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, he commissions them to go to Jerusalem, to all Judea, to Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. In Luke chapter number 14, verse 21, and again in verse 23, he talks about going into the highways and hedges. You see, you cannot preach the gospel in the wrong place. I do not care where it is. We're to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I want you to notice the second thing. You cannot preach the gospel to the wrong person. Notice the text again. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, every living human being. Now, you're aware of the fact that when he uses the word creature here, he's not talking about the fowls or the fish. He's not talking about the beast of the forest or the bugs that crawl. But he's speaking about human beings. You see, my friend, Every man is born a sinner. And if he is not saved by the grace of God, the sinful nature he was born with will take him to a Christless hell. 
Now, children are safe by the grace of God until they reach the years of responsibility. But when that person comes to the time of responsibility, if they do not turn from their sin to the Savior, after hearing the gospel, being pricked in their heart by the Holy Spirit, then they will die in their sins and lift their eyes in a Christless hell. All men are sinners, but Christ died for all men. And in order that they might be saved, they must first hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible said in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse number 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. They will never be saved until they call upon the Lord. And they will never call upon the Lord until they believe. And they will never believe upon him in whom they have not heard. So our responsibility given to us in the word of God is that we go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You cannot preach a gospel in the wrong place. You cannot preach the gospel to the wrong person. And the third thing we learn from this verse of Scripture is that God wants every creature to have a preacher. We must be involved in the work of missions because of the command of the Scriptures. Father, take the word. Use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's harvest time. Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry. God has been so good to us. We're now broadcasting on over 50 radio stations a day, and then around the world several times a day by way of internet and shortwave radio. And I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Are you not-